Welcome to the world of Thea, a wondrous and imaginary place where tall ships, magic and adventure, calls to the hearts of many brave women and men such as yourselves. Whether you've come seeking profit, fame, titles, or perhaps even glory for the nations you've chosen to serve, one thing is certain, the more you risk, the greater will be your reward. We send you now to join with your new crew aboard the Seraphim. She's a proud ship, with a stout captain and a strong crew. And even though this be her maiden voyage, your mission is so important that news of it has already begun to spread across the seas. So sharpen your cutlass, prime your muskets, and ready yourselves for the journey of a lifetime. The tides be right, and it's time we were away. Hey everyone, it's Raz. Welcome back to the 7th Sea. Um, about two weeks ago, we released an episode entitled The Music Stopped and She Fired, part one of Jezebel Monero's solo adventure. Uh, part two is a Patreon exclusive only. Normally, all our solo adventures are, but we wanted to give you another opportunity and give you a chance with the holiday seasons upon us to come on over to patreon.com, uh, check out our levels and join. And if you uh, choose level three or four, you'll be able to go through all our back catalog of shows uh solo adventures and all the other things that we do you'll be able to have that at your fingertips to listen to anytime you want which gives you insight into the characters and the things that are going on in the show some hints some clues uh especially for cthulhu and cairo and and the shows we do a lot of tie-ins there so if you're interested take a shot over at patreon.com slash the bardic college all one word and uh join today and if you don't, that's fine too. We appreciate all your support and listening to us. And here's a new episode of 7C picking up where we left off after the music stopped and she fired. Welcome back to another episode of The Bardic College Presents The Secrets of the Seraphim. I'm Raz, your host. Uh, I'll be your keeper. And I'm with the entire crew again, uh, which is nice because we just got rolled up on and just finished recording for you last time. Uh, Jezebel's. Uh, sort of solo adventure, if you will, solo in the fact that it dealt mostly with things happening with, with her character. And we're going to do those along the way for everybody. Uh, but tonight we have Annika back and the entire team finds themselves back in the capital of San Sancha. And um, so team, you arrive back the following day about, you know, a couple hours into the morning. So it's about 11 a.m. And uh, Annika has been there all, you know, throughout the evening and through the whole time that the fight went on up at the at the small chapel of the Virgin Rose. And she's been able to make some some headway. But the first thing you have to do is find her. So you can either check back at the boat. You can check down by the docks in one of the taverns. Uh, you can look to see if there's a Vestin guild here in San Sancha. Uh, whatever you feel is the best way to try to find Annika. Because I believe when she left, she kind of just started walking down the street. And in a typical Annika fashion... You really didn't have much time to say to her, where do you want to meet up? So she maybe she went back on the boat last night, but um, that's where we're going to be. So we're going to start off with just round rounding up Annika and then see where the evening takes us and how you want to get out of port and the whole bit. So, um, okay, where, where do you want to try to look first? Annika, send me a message as to would you have stayed in a tavern, the Vestin Guild, or on the boat? You let me know that through chat, please, on uh, between me and you. I mean, the woman is so tall. The woman is so tall. Can't I just get on Ezra's shoulders and just look around? I mean, you could, um, and you're going to see a lot of like hats and short people. Um, just a lot of the, the heads of top and some short people. But 
you, you'd have, I mean, it, as long as she's outside of a building, you'll see her. But I mean, if she's in the bottom of the boat, you're not going to see her, you know, sleeping. I, I'm all for the, the guild. I'm thinking she might be at the guild. Okay. I mean, she she's well, going to do business. My thought process so. is she, she's the only officer that that wasn't, that didn't come with us. She would not leave the ship without letting somebody know how to contact her. I don't know. Annika is the kind of, you know, she's like, I'm going out. That is, that is exactly yeah. what she would Where are say. you going? I wouldn't be back. <laughs> I don't think that she would tell everybody, but like, hi guys, I'm going out on the town. But she would tell one person, be like, if you need to find me, I'd be at such bar. You know? Or she could say, you don't need to know where I'm going. That is also incredibly true. Um, so you're walking through the town. So is it the, so the, Ezra said possibly the Vestin Guild. Uh, do I hear anything for the boat first and then hope that there she's going to let them know where, where they might, where she might've been off to? What's the, the, uh, the general consensus? Is the Vestin Guild on the way to the boat or out of the way? Uh, let's, let me be a jerk. No, it's out of the way. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> Who wants to check at the guild first? Then well, you're such a okay. jerk. <laughs> well, it's I right pro- next door. <laughs> listen, listen. I propose that mm-hmm. I go. go in search of the lovely Annika, and if I happen to stop in every bar along the way, I'm conducting a thorough search of the island. See? Didn't you so, give all of your gold to that girl that we ran into? No, actually, no. The one that doesn't so, exist. Yes, that one. Um, it's I have it back now. It was a more of a gesture, I guess. But no, I still have all of my gold, and I'm like to go spend it. So I am not needed on the thing that floats. See, so if anyone wants to join me, I am being laughed at by the one who I cannot understand. Why are she across the waves? She does float, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Both, laugh. yes. I, I just, I share a look with Isabel and just go, it, it's like he's trying to speak to me. I just know it. It, listen, so if you would like to go back to your lovely thing that floats, I propose that I go look elsewhere. If you wish to go look in the taverns where I don't believe that we'll find Annika, but I do believe on the way taverns along the way. Of course. I, for one, as long as they've got Sherry, I'm fine with that. I was going to go back to the boat because I think that she would either be there or she might tell her second in command where she went. Okay. Isabel is not listening to Elisa looking Gregor straight in the face and goes, you drink Sherry. When I've got it. Ezra, hey. where, which one, where are you heading then? Just so I get everybody in the right place. It's perfect for a down. nightcap. Hit, I, it's fine. I think if we split up, I'll go to the guild. I'll check out. I'll check the guild. Ah, you'll, you'll be with me then. I thought you were doing the tavern. On the way, on the way to the guild. There's about 15 public houses on the way to the guild. He'll we're gonna get just there stop first. in. He just walks. So Ezra <laughs> to the guild, Elisa to the the boat. Gregor and Jezebel into the first tavern they see, and here we go. So, Ezra, we'll start with you. You open the door. Nice building, very but not very Vestin, except for the top of a ship, the arch of the uh, the, the Scandi ships, you know, the dragon head. 
just that right. on a sign on a signboard outside of it. Um, and it just says here. Uh, that's all it pretty much says on the door. Um, so, you, you know, it, it is open. It's about 1130 in the in the morning. The the, cra- the street is teeming with people. I mean, it's it's as busy as a normal market pl- square in a, in a large European city. Um, maybe not London, because that was like the hub port. But other than that, uh, Bristol, Dover, it, it's as many people as that moving around. Okay. Okay. So a woman runs up to you and offers you a chicken. Um, it's flapping frantically. It's, she's got it by the legs and, and she's asking if you'd like to buy a chicken, uh, before you go in, it's good luck. No, no, lass, no chicken, no chicken once did I No, looking for the tall mast. Annika, have you seen her? Tall as a mast legs. Like she trees. starts to pull on the chicken's neck, which pops its eyes. Like it's starting to die. And she's like taller. And she's pulling the chicken like she's trying to like make it bigger for you because you said you were looking for something bigger. Um, not, not, not the not chicken. the chicken. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, she sh- shrugs her shoulders. Chicken catches its breath. It's still not very. Now it's frantic. It's it's un- it's not. It thinks it's gonna have its neck run. It's just panicky. But you're able to walk into the guild the guild hall and shut the door behind you. It's invitingly dark and, <laughs> and not well lit. So if you're into you know, places that might remind you of Odin One-Eye getting hung on an oak tree. This would probably nice. be it if it was interior. Yeah. Um, man's man's behind the desk, looks up at you, <laughs> looks you up and down once or twice, and he says, you probably want next door. Aye, but you'd be wrong there, wouldn't you? You might think that, but you'd be wrong. I'm, just, I'm looking for my Western friend, Annika. Tall as a mast and two legs like tree trunks she were. She came here doing business and such. Come to find. I have not seen anyone by the name of Annika. Not with legs like trees. Well, they were nice trees. I'll look around for her then. She might be elsewhere, but I'll check here first if you mind not. I've... Have no problem. You feel free to move around and look. Just at, right. anything you see that you wish to purchase is for sale. Ah, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, there's charts, books. Not sure how much you read uh, or if you really are into that. There's, uh, they have a few harpoons on the wall. Things that, you know, some, some basic weapons, daggers, uh, a scrimshaw pipe. Some pipes Ooh. that have been made by the locals, stuff like that. But yeah, so it's it's a shop, but it, and it's also where they, you know, where the, where the Vestons can meet up and propose work to one another, or or you know, basically commune. But she's not here at the moment. Do I find a scrimshaw pipe that strikes my fancy? Sure. What is it? What do you want it to look like? Let, you know what? Let's skip that. It looks exactly like you wanted to, and as nasty That's as right. you wanted to. That's right. That's fine. Yeah. Nasty. It's a mermaid. It's it's a mermaid. Whatever you know, there it is. I just, I just want to say, Ezra is a gentleman, right? We've noticed mm-hmm. most okay. of the time. So he's like, it's a fine pipe from a tusk of a veil, or wait, he flips it over. No, this is from the horn of a Norval. Ah, nice. You're a carn of the sea. Yeah. Oh, hold it to me, Hadman. Of, of course. We also have fine pipe weed. From many different places, both in Thea and here in the Atibian. 
All right. I, I smoke. I smell my way through the pipe weed. See if there's anything in there that strikes my fancy. Oh, it's much. It's super fresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. How much are we talking? I've got like 30 gold on me. Yeah, no. For the pipe, three. And for the tobacco, another one. Yeah, that's fine. So I'll grab some some fresh, really tasty, juicy, dark weed and uh, Meerschaum <laughs> yeah. pipe. And uh, then I'll make my way. Uh, I'll make my way back. I will stop, let's say, two pubs before the first pub so that I can drink my way back to her. Oh, okay. So you want to... Okay, so you're trying to meet them halfway between where you are and, and where they're headed. Yeah, right, right, right. right. She's not here, so I, no need no need to rush back. All right, Elisa, you make it to the boat, and the spices are being offloaded. Um, the men are there, and they, they, they see you. And there's a, a finely dressed, what you're assuming is Castilian, because most people here do have some Spanish blood in them, uh, gentleman uh, at the gangway of your ship. And as he s- sees you approaching, he says, Ah, senorita, I am Julio Galvarez. And I much am looking for Elisa Thomas. Would you might be her, ma'am? Yes. And I answer him in Castilian, hoping that I am assuming correctly. That you're assuming correctly? Yeah, that that's, you said that he looks Castilian. Yeah, no, no, he's, his, his yeah. accent, definitely, yeah. He's, he's a very, very handsome, early 20s, um, dressed to the nines like a noble, but not foppish. Uh, nice sword, really good basket hilt around it. Uh, and he says, I am here from the governor of the island, madam. And I was looking for either yourself or the captain, Mr. Gregor Smythe, to invite both of you and the rest of your crew officers to join El Supremo at the Castillo. Uh, he wishes to speak to you about a matter of much importance, but regarding your crew and your ship. Um, can we say tonight at 6 p.m.? Uh, yes, my, my crew and I will be there. Um, they've taken shore leave, but I'm sure that they'll be back within a few hours. Um, yes, you can expect us there at six o'clock tonight. See, si, see, si, there is one, I believe, who has been very active around town of late. Uh, as a matter of fact, at 2 a.m., the, uh, the guard, the, the guard itself had to be summoned, but it seems that everything was okay in the end. Uh, there was no charges pressed, but you might be able to find your tall friend over at the Green Peach. The green you won't peach. be able to miss it. Yes, see, see, that's where she has been well, pretty much most of the night. I ask him for the general location just so I know, and as soon as I'm done speaking with him, um, I'll check in on the spices being loaded off and just kind of check around the ship, and then I'll go to the green peach. Okay, so yeah, the gen- the men are offloading it. One of the, they're singing. It's almost Disney esque as they're doing because they always sing when they're not on, you know, when they're working, and. They tell you, they just say to you, you know, ah, oh, there she is. Hello, Miss Thomas. Hanukkah came by, made a good profit on this. Can't wait to unload, offload it. Merchant speed around two bows to pick it up this afternoon is. <coughs> wonderful, wonderful. I love to hear it. More gold coming in for the ship. Everyone all right? So far, madam, yeah, no, no problems here. We're going to get this done. And then uh, hopefully uh, we can get some orders to go out and enjoy some of this extra gold that she's putting in the coffers. Be nice to get out a little bit off this ship. Haven't been off in a few days since we had the that coconut. I'm sure that the captain will be back soon to grant everyone shore leave. Okay, men. Next verse. And they, they just start singing again. I love it. Um, other ships don't seem happy. Like there's a couple of other ships docked not far from you. They don't. They're not singing. 
Um, as a matter of fact, they're just looking in just disgust at your crew We're and how party. absolutely happy they are. Yeah, how We're excited. The party. And, yeah, it's the party boat. <laughs> <You know, laughs> Gregoro Smite's party boat, which doesn't really, with him and Annika's the bosun, I don't really know what kind of a party it would be. More they like have a, me for a quartermaster. Well, I know, but it's I'm more kidding. like. I'm, I'm a firm but fair bosun, excuse me. I didn't know if, that we could hear probably, you all the way from the Green Peach. It probably feels more like the vault in New York, but we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm sorry to interject, but I, I, I don't like the slander. No, not a problem. So, yes, you make your way over towards the Green Peach. Um, Yezebel, you and the captain uh, miraculously are also on your way there. This is the fourth tavern. Uh, Ezra's coming out of one himself, and there's this other public house. And it's you, you can't miss the Green Peach because it has this big shape of a peach on the sign, and it's painted in this bright, bright, like, just hideous green but it stands out among all these other places on the street and always next to it you can't help but find uh imelda the cackling crazy lady so she just sits there and kind of laughs and cackles all day so that's another way to find where the green peaches if they say just you can't miss it next to the cackling woman she's right here um and as you're beginning to converge on it you see about eight or nine men outside and all of them are rubbing their right shoulders they're kind of like gregor yep uh, i did want to i was going to say that the the first tavern Isabel and I stopped in at, I buy a bottle of whiskey and a bottle of sherry. Okay. And if we take it with us, then that's what we do. I mean, are you actively, you're actively looking to find her, right? Right. All right. So yeah, you'll take it with you. I mean, you're not going to sit there and do a bottle that would take, you know, half hour, 40 minutes and then on your way. So yes, you're walking down the street, I guess, with open bottles and drinking and you know, kicking in doors of other pubs, looking around. What did I get for you, Isabel? I bought you a bottle of something, too. Uh, uh, does rosé exist? Like, no. <laughs> what? No. What? No, okay. No. <laughs> um, I'm I'm just shocked, dear listeners. Rum, perhaps? Really? No, what? So, when I was, when I was younger than you, yeah. There was a game that came out called Bard's Tale. Mm-hmm. And the first Bard's Tale, you went up to the tavern owner and you were trying to find work in this three in this D in this basically D and D type world. Okay. And it said you must buy a drink to, for the bartender even to pay attention. And the four drink choices were um, hard alcohol, wine, cider, ginger ale. And I pressed ginger ale. And it's <laughs> a message came up, the girls in the tavern are not impressed. So <laughs> If you're looking for a rosé, it doesn't happen that way. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's true. And that was like from 1980, whatever, that is, 84 or 5. First of all, that's the best thing I've heard all day. Thank you for the laugh. Mm-hmm. Second thing, even if Isabel did order a rosé, everyone would still be impressed. But now that, now that rosé is not an option, a right. nice red. Yeah, I'm not sure even white was popular yet i don't know we'd have to look it up i know oh, she's red was Spanish. popular just give me a red yeah okay but so she is we... gonna pick the most expensive thing if you're paying well and once again you just dance on someone's hospitality that's perfectly understandable um well, no oh. it would be a quick conversation of after the after the events of the the night prior i'm drinking <laughs> I see. Have, we're having a drink understood uh, so yes, you get to the Green Peach. Uh, Ezra sees everybody showing up. The door is open, 
and one guy says, Senor, if you're going in there, please guard your arm. And he looks at Gregory and he says, Jill may not want to even try. Just saying, I think you're, I mean, you you obviously are low to the ground, good center of gravity, but you have to protect your arm. I take a, a good swig of whiskey and just like, I'm going to try what? <clears throat> and he just, there's tears go, going into his eyes and they start chattering in Spanish and it comes out to be something like, it's okay, Manuel, you can talk about it. And he's like, it's too Is- soon. Isabel, what are they saying? Um, I I ask these lovely fine gentlemen what has dismayed them so. She's like a force of nature. Oh, <laughs> that's our friend. Thank and you. We found our maiden. Was that in Castilian or? Uh... No, she um, responds in English, in common trade tongue. So force of nature's you- like ah. <laughs> I come to the same conclusion as Isabel's like, I think we yeah. found her. <laughs> he shows you his knuckles. It looks like they've been slammed into a wall several times. And ah. he's, he's, he's like, she hurt me bad. Oh, I did pull you a, unwrestle? I pull the gold out see? of my pouch and put it in his <laughs> and put it in his hand and say, go see a doctor. I cannot take this in your, I lost fair and square, but. She wouldn't let go of my hand. Okay. She stuck it into the table several times. I, I, I start to reach for the coin and I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, he doesn't. He doesn't give it back. I get I didn't figure. <laughs> I mean, he's he's trying to be brave in front of his friends, but he doesn't want. To and I'm calling his bluffs. Like, no, I can't take it. Okay, no, no, it's mine. It's mine. I mean, it's mine now. But yeah, Do you so want you, the jar of dirt? Will it help? Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to give it back, um, yes. Yeah, so Ezra, you open the door. And there is a large, large crowd gathered, although not as large as it was at 2 a.m. And she is sitting at a table with a bunch of glasses around it. People are gathered behind her. And Annika is waiting for the next person to loosen up. You got this one guy over in the corner. He's, they're slapping his face. They're trying to get him psyched up for the, for the arm wrestling. And uh, there's coins being passed all over the table place. And Annika, you see the door open. And yes, your friends have entered. I um I I think I'm toasted at this point. So who do I see first? Uh, the door opens, Ezra steps in, then Gregor, Lisa, and Isabel. I would definitely be like, Monkey! You've arrived Hi, oh. and I get this big smile across my face. I she were holding cards she was. Look at her. <laughs> Senor, I've been sen- stealing all of these peasants' money since midnight. <laughs> so you like, let's go. Have you slept sen- at all? I'm so proud. <laughs> I'm so proud. Senor, do you have to wait your turn? If the queue form over there, and you see like four other men in line ready to go. But um, <laughs> I'm not foolish enough to do it, you ass. No way am I going to let her grab and rip poor monkey's arm off. She's a mate. I'll just watch you fools go and play me mouth harp. Always. He a, needs a, the arm for his work. He needs so, it. He looks over at the three, the, the four of you and says, So wait, you, do you know her? Yes, she is a dear friend of mine. In fact, 
I think I'd like to compose a ballad. Does anyone have a lute? Oh, no, see, wait, Paul. Por favor. Got a harp. <laughs> Por favor. Yeah, I start making my way oh. through the crowd, playing uh, the shanties on a mouth harp. Okay, so Ezra <laughs> walks away. He looks at the three of you remaining. He goes, "Here's five gold coins, but please get her out of here. Please make her go." Oh, <laughs> oh please. no! She Isabel steps in front of her shorter companions, and is like, "Oh, I." She is, but it is so lucrative for her to be here. No, he's, oh, he's my, messing my, up a lot of things. No, but she's <laughs> drawing a crowd. She's bring like, people are buying drinks. It is lucrative for her, and we are her friends. So, five gold? Really? Additionally, I, I, we might also be her friends, but have you seen her? Have you seen us? You really think that we can move her forcefully? Especially I, after she's had... And I look at all the empty uh, bottles and cups on her table. Why does it have to be forcefully? Can't you just say you're my friend? Have you not met the woman? She's been here all night. You have to go. I don't want to call the militia, but he's getting out of hand. No, of course. Annika drops her flagon like her pewter, like, Stein-looking thing. It bounces, and she goes, Another! In the name of Thor! All right, um, I'll, I'll step in. I I kind of part past Isabel and Gregor and I, I go up to I pocket Annika. the five gold. Of Gregor kind of stumbles and almost falls over. <laughs> okay. I will I'll go up to Annika and I put a hand on her shoulder and I just start by going, My love. Do you ah, know who yes. I am? What you you love me? Of you course love I me. Do. Yes, we're shipmates. I she think of you as family. Pu- she pulls you in by like perhaps an arm around your shoulder like brings oh, you boy. up to like gives you a little like head pat and goes I love you too Elisa oh you sweet. know you are very pretty Thank so you. pretty I Elisa, think you're beautiful Elisa could you make me a resolve um no I'm okay a, a resolve and athletics check please oh Jesus That was abysmal. Um, I rolled all twos, so I got... Ezra, you believe Elisa is being smothered in Annika's generous bosom. She's not breathing well. (laughs) Um, This is not how I want to (laughs) go! So I I stopped playing the mouth harp, and and I yell, Release her, lass! You're smothering her! She can't breathe! She'll be turning blue! What a lovely way to die. It's the fur cloak and everything. It's the coat with the, the lining. Ezra, you may oh, need yeah. to get hands on with yeah. your rescue. I'm like, so I'm, I, I'm I, like I'm, smacking. I make my like, way. Please. I make my way to her, and I, I, I smack her. I smack her on the back, like a, a friendly smack on the back, and I say, "You're done good. Now release her last before she dies." Elisa, you feel a smack Ezra. on the back, but you don't have control of her. What was Did that? Did you smack? Did you smack Elisa on the back or Annika? No, Annika. When I feel the smack, when I feel the smack, I I do put her down a little bit, but then I rope in Ezra too, and I'm like, you two are my favorites. Oh my god! You know that? That's so kind. That's so kind. It's 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 sweet. And you, Isabel, you Isabel, you're my favorite, and. You are my favorite. All of you. Annika. Is she Annika. picking us all up now? 
Please, God, yes. Please let her make a streak roll to yeet us all. Hanukkah. I'm not sure she can pick you all up with her arm span, but she's definitely got a lot of, I mean, you're all kind of bushed together. Annika, my sweet girl, I am here because we have to bring you back to the ship so we can sober you up for a special mission. You're good at those. Please just go. Please. You! Points to the little Spanish man. You. You've been trying to get rid of me for hours. Since you walked through my door. And I don't appreciate this slander. It's not slander, it's a fact. I just want you to go. I, I I want to close up. I'm tired. My wife is exhausted. She has been baking all kinds of refried beans oh. and things all night. We're tired, please. Go. I, oh, I clap there... my arms around her shoulders and I, I say, still come dates? with us, lass, and tell us of your great adventures as we make our way back to the ship. To put two blanks so, under your foot. There again. was a man who bet me. There's a man who bet me that I couldn't beat him while drunk. His fingers I, are gone. That's great. Foolish man I... that he was. Talk as you walk, class. Talk gone. As you walk. <laughs> I, I try to, like, help her to move towards the Well, door. let's go try and find these fingers, then, I. Eh? <laughs> Why are we searching for a man's fingers? No, she I... said the fingers were gone. No, I it think It doesn't those... matter, does I... it? I believe that those fingers are long gone. The point is, I came here not only to search for Annika, but also to tell all of you that I have been approached and we have been invited somewhere tonight. Somewhere oh. that we should probably show oh. up to sober. Oh, you know where, that word? Where, oh, no. Where, no. where were we invited? Where first? Where? I'll be because... good. Don't make me go. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, no. If we're going, you're going, you little bastard. Well, he mainly invited Little. you and me, Captain, to the governor. Well, oh. it's, it's said that. He it's didn't me. invite Isabel. No. That is said... a travesty. Oh, my sweet Jesus. Yes, it is. I am such lovely dinner company. I don't understand. I am the best dressed here. If I am so... the most loquacious. If you all let me finish, you would understand that he invited the captain and I by name, but he said that other ranking officials may come. Oh. Do you understand? Oh, who is he? Go to the governor's home. El Supremo. Oh. El Supremo? He said that he has... Right? Am I? Did I get that right? Keeper, El Supremo. Is, is that an official term? Because... No. When, it's a joke? Uh, no. Okay. It's not the term he would normally have here. He would have a term of court, like a governor or a duke or... Okay. Yeah. But I'll like this keep guy's that just... in the back of my head. Yeah, this guy's calling himself El Supremo. I'm going to keep that fact in the back of my mind. Yes, no, but... I also think that it's quite odd, but he, one of his peers, what what mm-hmm. was uh, the man's name again? The man's name was, I want to read a long page of notes. Give me a moment. Julio Galdarez. Julio Galdarez. Julio Galdarez invited us. For six o'clock tonight, and by now it is, and I'll check my watch, and I say, time Going for all about of one. us to get back to the ship so we can sober up, maybe throw some water on Annika so she doesn't reek of rum. I have got time to finish these bottles. No, you like don't. No, 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 no. I'm going to reach forward I... and just take the bottles out of um, Gregor's hand. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, you're the captain. <clears throat> You're the captain, and you have to represent us. I can't do all the talking. 
but I'm not man. driving. I'm not driving. Hmm. Good point. So, Annika, you were able to sell the supplies for an amazingly tidy sum. You made 275 gold. And in arm wrestling, you picked up another 17, 17, or let's call it 18. Good Lord. Yeah. So let me show you, you guys head back to the boat, I'm assuming, to get cleaned up in some form. Uh, Elisa is able to, Elisa and Jezebel are able to get everybody back. Annika, you are, you find yourself, I'm assuming, either tossed into the water near the boat or thrown into a rain barrel or something to start sobering you up and get you cleaned up however the team wants to do that do you want to just shove her in the water and have her swim to the boat like because she's gonna need a I mean, I she's sweating. Drown. you won't drown you're a swimmer you're in you're vested you know swim i was just gonna give her some i'm water also and very intoxicated and, and in heavy furs well the furs might be an issue so this is what you this is what you <laughs> saw when you came in to and first person that says one thing about the drawing i'm gonna shoot this had to be done freehand so this is what the shoreline of San Sancha looks like. All right. So there are six j- large berths um, on this part of the bay. Now, there's other bays around. There's other cities on San Sancha. It's a big, big island. But in the capital, this is it. You are berthed in spot three. That's the Seraphim. In the harbor are five. Okay. Two frigates and then three ships of the line parked pointing broadsides into the bay. This is a sand shoal. I'll just mark it. So these other ones here are sand shoals. They're not very tall, but you could beach a boat on it if you're not careful and don't know how to drive. I don't know what happened there. That was kind of weird. Um, so that's what you see. Okay, so can guns be fired across this, across the sand shoals? These be- the, 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 yeah, Yes, absolutely. Uh, so you have five ships here. You're parked here. That's what the bay looks like. Should later in the game, you need to sail through this. Not sure you're going to, but they're all anchored out there in the Harbor. Yep. Yep. Okay. Are there gun ports? Uh, are there gun ports closed? The ships are, as far as you know, are already loaded and at the ready. They just had to be rolled out, which would take, you know, a few seconds. Right. I I mean, I'm saying that they're not like imposing their gun their guns aren't pushed out their guns are into the bay side they are not currently pushed out so no however el supremo's castile sits up on a hill about here i didn't draw that up here um and there's a a tall flagpole obviously he can signal to them this could become an issue there's a big bonfire that roasts at night you saw that you know annika can even tell you that this is all just setting up should you need to make an escape or you want to flee, go, just, you know, sail out. This is what you would see from your boat right now. This is the way the waters look. And, okay, just a general idea. Annika, it's, it's, I try to describe it as best I can. Six berths. Um, some of them can hold two ships. And then there's five, uh, two frigates and three larger ships of the line, all pointing guns at staggered levels to get different fields of fire around the bay. Okay? If somebody takes a picture yes. of that and wants to send it to Annika, that'd be great. Already doing it. Thank you. All right. So by 5 p.m., uh, you notice at the end of the gangplank, 
uh, the end of the gangway, rather, there is a coach brought for you, drawn by four beautiful white horses. Uh, the horses have these plumage things on the top of their halter, up by their head. Um, they're decked out in red and gold. <coughs> um, Jezebel, even from this distance, you believe that you can see that the, their hooves have been manicured. <coughs> their tails are braided. This are the horses of El Supremo. Um, this is his carriage. This is his way. Um, and stepping off the back of the carriage where he had been standing, uh, Elisa, you notice uh, Julio Galvarez making his way to the gangplank, and he shouts up, Permission to come aboard and collect you. Permission granted. Right, Captain? <coughs> is that okay, Captain? Yep, she said. Yes, I'm sorry. I thought I, right. I didn't hear we were all on... You're you're all on deck. It's five p.m. All right. Yeah. Uh, no worries. I mean, <clears throat> on, come on aboard. A boat, on a boat the size of the Seraphim, if someone's screaming from the dock, you'll most you probably hear it almost anywhere anyway. True. Um. So he starts to wake his way up. His shoes clack. Ezra, a little more feminine probably than you're used to, but you've seen Castilian men before. They tend to be peacocks. Um. And he definitely has the preen, but more like a bullfighter. Um. Athletically built taunt you can tell the man knows how to you know if you had to guess he can carry a sword and use it properly no pistols but you do see a beautifully uh encrusted jeweled dagger on his one hip and like i said a, a very nice fine looking rapier with a scabbard of black and gold lacquered black with some gold trim and a basket handle on it uh and he says ah i hope you are ready if uh not we can wait a few moments obviously el supremo will wait upon your pleasure but as soon as you're all gathered and ready to go the carriage is here. I do believe we're How ready, sir. How big is sir. this carriage? Oh, it's big enough for all of you to fit. You'll have legroom. Okay. She's not used to riding in carriages. Right. But I am, and I'm it. excited. Isabel <laughs> is the only one not on deck. Okay, where are you? I'm preening. Alright, so everybody okay. starts... Uh, who wants to make their way down the gangplank? Who's waiting for Isabel to come up? I'll wait for <laughs> Isabel. All right. I'll go down. Make my way down. All right. He's, and as you start to pass him, Joel, he bows, you know, not deeply, not like you're noble, but a polite bow. And he says, Julio Galvarez, sir. And you are? Yark. Yark. Ezra Yark. Jork. Yark. Jark. Sure. Edra Jark. And in Castilian, I say, <laughs> York, York with a Y. Ah, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. No, it is me. I apologize. I forgot that I spoke the language. It is your, your accent in that other tongue you speak is, it's almost, it's, um, how do you say? It's offensive. rash, I know. It is it's rash. offensive it to is the not... ears. Yes. It is like listening to, um, to someone really crush a pigeon. It's, so it's my native tongue, but I but I thank you all the same. Oh, well, you speak this one very well, sir. Very well, please. Uh, Alisa, he bows to you as you come. You you go by. Annika, he looks at you. Um, <laughs> doesn't bow, comes to an attention because he's just kind of taken back for a moment and says, oh, "Julio Galvarez, ma'am, a pleasure." Reaches out her hand and goes, Annika Finley. Very slowly, because she's still a little buzzed. 
Janica Finley from the Green Peach. It is an honor to meet you. All uh, over the town, they're uh, already speaking about the rendering of the arms and the coin that you took from these miserable peasants for your prowess and with strength. This will be a great challenge, I'm sure. This will be fabulous. Please. There's going to be a challenge? No, well, not from me, obviously. I would never wish to step anywhere near you in, in any type of contest. But, of course, we shall see what happens. Mm. It's, uh, the, the night is young, and you look to be perfectly fit. You are a... Thank you. And the carriage awaits, ma'am. Um, with that, I'm going to go to Elisa <laughs> when we get in the okay. carriage and whisper to her. Yep. But... All right, what do you say? Elisa, did that man oh mention God. anything about me having to join a fight? Not that I'm aware of. He just said that El Supremo was going to have a proposition for us, but he made no... He didn't allude that it was going to be a fight. I hope this not. This man talked of my prowess. I mean, I'm can very you blame confused. him? I know, my love, just... And I, I kind of just pat her on the shoulder, and I'm like, all will be well tonight. Now, where where the hell are Isabel and Gregor? Well, Gregor's still standing on the deck. It's up to Isabel when she decides to make her way up. Um, by the time this man is greeted, uh, Elisa and Annika. But yeah, I, I go kind of halfway down the stairs and just uh, stomp on the stairs and holler down the hall that, Miss Monero, your public is awaiting you. I cannot match the bloody horses. Give me ten minutes. Nobody is going to look at you. Look at the horses next to you. Come on. You hear Gregor down below. He's lying. Don't believe him. Uh, Edmundo is telling her that's not true. Everybody would notice that she doesn't match the horses. So it's no. I'm saying I can't match the plumage. I know. And you need to. to, I'm trying to swap the feathers. I know. Edmundo is trying to help. Absolutely. We We have a like a small chest that we keep full of different feathers to adorn my hats. And we're trying to sew one on. This is delicate work. So in a few more minutes, you make your way up to the top. Yes. It's done. Okay. Yes. New so plumage. about three or four minutes later than, than maybe everyone would have liked, but she's there and you and Gregor make your way down as you, Gregor, as you pass again, bows. El Capitan. I return with a, a courtly bow. Julio Galvarez at your service. Gregor O. Smythe at yours. Good, sir. You have a very ample beard, Captain. <laughs> Thank you. It must be on ship. Do you find it practical? I, 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 we talk about this over dinner. I was wondering if it's practical at sea. I can only imagine it would be itchy. Uh, I've kind of been <laughs> blessed with a softer beard all my life. I don't know what, what, quite to tell you. He reaches out and touches it. He goes, well, I'll see. Can I block his hand? <laughs> yeah. I mean... I mean, if you if you really if you really feel it's necessary. I mean, it's one of those. Yeah. Are, are they still up on the ship, or are they down by the carriage now? They're coming down the gangway now. The, he's at the very edge of the gangway at the top of the ship. <laughs> oh, God. So he's yeah, it's just, just, a, it's just to pull back and like swat at his hand. They're like, hey, yeah. Captain, I'm not trying to ask you out. I'm just you mentioned that your beard is soft. I was wondering how you do it. He's I, merely being friendly. I put you ah. ask before you just fondle a man's beard. I shall keep that in mind. Really? Where I come Precisely. from. Precisely. 
I give him kind of a side eye and just start kind of going towards the carriage. Okay. And then he says, ah, and someone who is trained in the old ways. Your sword is, looks almost as formidable as you, madam. Julio Galdrez. And you see that he is also wearing a duelist's pin. Different school. Oh, what school? The school of I kick your ass. Oh, that one. <laughs> um, it, it's all one Isab- word. I, I kick your ass. Um, Isabel, Isabel normally keeps her pin on a chain nestled in her bosom. Right. You know, using a coy feminine while. Imagine this. I don't know. She lifts it out of the bosom and pres- like, you know, oh, look, if you want to look at my pin, I have my pin too, sir. Ah. Gently placed at the top of the bosom. <laughs> Take a look. No, it, the chain is now out. It's not like in. <laughs> as we're, it it makes sense the, in my head. As we're doing the push up, push up pin. Uh, thank you. Uh, he says, a famous school. You, um, I'm sure, as I said, most formidable. And your name, ma'am? I, I do my best. Um, Isabel, and I give the whole name. Go ahead. You've been Must dying I? to. Must Please. I? Uh, she introduces herself. Um, her full name is Isabel Rosa Selene Minero de Puerto del Cielo. Hmm. And he bows very deeply. Yeah. And I and thought he, Elisa had a lot of names. And he moves his arm towards the gangplank and allows you to start walking down. There is a there is the sound of footfalls following you, Lauren, as you make your way to the edge to the gangplank and start walking down. And you look over your shoulder your shoulder to the right coyly, and he hasn't started moving yet, but his eyes have an expression on them. Like, what the hell? And you look behind you and dressed in gorgeous silks is Edmundo trying to get on the carriage as well. He wants to come down the gangplank and considers himself part of the team. And he looks he looks at you and says, Um, Senorita, I'm not sure I believe this man I, who are you, sir? I before Edmundo can speak, I lean back gently against him, grasp his hand behind mine, and I'm like, oh, my apologies. He never leaves me alone. Well, I see. Um, the family, and- not so not so with it. No, no. Like a cousin is- or brother, not struck no, by a donkey? Is, uh, no, this is mi amor. <laughs> This is Edmundo. Uh, he is a paramour of mine. His eyes go so wide. And just the shock and the shame. Like, how could that possibly be? No. He's what not dressed. To, well, his outfit's probably a tenth of what your shoe is. I mean, Edmundo's trying to look good, but it's all old used stuff. I mean, he's a chef. I gotta, I gotta outfit him better. I know. Um, but you see, love is blind. And apparently But I so- am not. El, El Supremo awaits. El Supremo awaits. Edmundo, I speak to him in very hushed Castilian. I will try to bring you back a wrapped dessert or something, but you cannot come with us. I always, uh, I'm always left here. Listen, I, you know, clasp his hands gently, affectionately. The next time I have shore leave... I will take you out. Remember that night that we were in... What? Do we... I can't remember. Shit. We were in Vodace. On that lovely coastal town. 
You almost burnt the taverna to the ground, yes? I don't remember. You tell me these things, but I don't remember. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be a night, another night you will never remember because it was so fun. He goes up the gangplank. <clears throat> um, never has there been a Charlie Brown moment quite like Edmundo walking back towards the kitchens of the Seraphim. Um, I feel so bad. I know. Captain, bef before you leave, did you want to give the rest of the crew shore leave now that the, the hold is pretty much empty of anything in value? Yes, once Except that everything water. is once that everything is unloaded and uh have we done resupplies or is that tomorrow's thing? Resupplies. Uh actually the boat's been resupplied already. Okay. Then yeah. That was uh, being yeah, that was being done when you guys were heading off to the to the chapel. Shore leave on a rotating schedule just like last time. Okay. A little right. bit more Carriage. liberal. Right. So you make your way up. It takes about 45 minutes to cut through the city because the horses are cantering. They're not riding with any speed. They're doing, um, they're just doing this magnificent high kicking, you know, walk semi trot as they make their way through the city streets. Um, you see guards every so often with white, the, the white pants, the tall, dark blue hats, the blue jackets. Um, and as you, the car approaches, you see peasants on the street and everything, and, and you see these guards, like, shoving them with, with musket butts, hitting them, backhand slap, and as soon as they do it, it's, oh, 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 so it's like, they're, they're basically slapping the peasantry into, into cheering for you as you ride by. They're, you know, it's not really a, a very heartfelt, oh, God, I love you. But they also don't know he's not in the coach, so they're just getting, the guards are just making sure that they're doing their, what they're supposed to, which is cheer. Anytime El Supremo or the coach passes by. How close to the window of the coach is Ezra? Oh, you're, you have a window seat. You're one of the first ones in. <laughs> Ezra's doing I, I, the, I, stick, I stick my arm out and I do the whole, uh, I do the wave. I give him the wave. You hear someone, you hear from the back of the carriage. Jew! Jew cheer for Ezra Jork! Jew hear me? Jew cheer for him! And they're, they're like... Uh, we cheer for Jezra Jork. We cheer for him. I'm like, that's right. And the, I take care of it for you, senor. You make your way up to the, the, the Castile. It is built in a Norman style. Um, it has the look of a, Car a Caribbean fortress, but there are, it's four round towers, <clears throat> buttresses. So it's designed in something that's heavily fortified that you would have seen in like Seville, Spain or built by a Norman style design. <laughs> walls are walls are heavy thick. Uh, as you pass through the portcullis, you're estimating that they've got to be at least nine to 10 feet thick, just the walls themselves on the outer structure. And then his major part of the complex sits inside the four walls. So there's a central courtyard around it and then a tower house basically. All right. And the tower house is where El Supremo is going to be meeting you for dinner and everything. As the carriage pulls up, the horses come to a stop. Uh, Julio jumps off, makes his way around, opens the door closest to the staircase, helps the ladies down, helps the gentlemen down. Um, Gregor, go ahead and give me a resolve. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, let's do a finesse. Finesse and either athletics or hide, whichever is better. I have nothing in hide, so that'll be athletics. All right, just go ahead and give me one. 
that'd be three. Oh, more than enough. You're able to once again dodge the the gentile touch of Julio as he attempts to feel your beard. <laughs> again out. without he, asking. Well, he thought he'd get away with it. He's a little swift fingered, he's a duelist. You know, you came down, he's you listen, you raved about this this beard. The softness of it and the length and everything. And now he's just, he's, he's interested. I didn't rave. He caught me it off was guard rave. with the question. <laughs> so, okay. If, if I dodge him again, I'll look at him and go, sir, if you don't quit, I'm going to have to hurt your fingers. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I'm going to tell my mom. I'll tell my mom. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so <laughs> he smiles at you and very well. I, I'm sorry, Captain. I am. I, Next time, I promise, I, I will make sure to ask. I will not reach again where my fingers are not wanted. This way, if you don't. So he brings you upstairs into the, past the doors. There are guards every other step. So there's about eight guards on the outside of this castle. He is well overprotected. Uh, it is a show of strength. Now, are all these guards looking officially guard-like like actual crack soldiers in like a regular army no some of the jackets don't fit right if you take a moment and really look um it's more it's they are more show than efficient is what they look like <clears throat> the guns seem like they probably work but they're older models they're things that have been out there for a long time in service um you know the 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 cup the um bottom of the musket where you would hold it and and is is worn from hands being on it the belts that hold them in position on their shoulders are are the leather is cracking um yeah they're they're just kind of in that between state of in a pinch they'd probably be okay to fire but these aren't the guys that are going to kill you know a hundred you know 10 of them isn't going to stop a mob like (laughs) these aren't professional soldiers these are men local guys that El Supremo was brought in to bolster his numbers just to make it, you know, because he needs as many bodies as possible to show the strength. Okay, very, just like a Spanish warship. Big, pompous, pretty, uh, maybe not the best fighting ships but designed, but they're designed to instill a fear and a regal regality to them. You enter in, there is obviously a water feature because every rich house, in my opinion, should have a water feature. So there's a three-level tier of fountain. Uh, it's spitting out. The top, uh, it's spitting, and it's spitting on the backs of peasants on the second tier who are all hunched over. Uh, and Julio says, ah, El, may I introduce the first time you meet him? El Supremo. And he shows you the top of the fountain. And it's just, and it's slowly spinning. They designed it so that it moves. And every time as the water comes out of his mouth, he's just sprinkling down this water across the backs of the masses and peasants of the island. Is the water, um, water. that El Supremo is sprinkling, where's it coming the, from? From underneath the floor. So it's this fountain, and he's the top feature. Okay. And as he spins, he's just... Is it coming just... from the base of El Supremo? No, no, his from mouth? his mouth. Oh, his mouth. his mouth. He's spitting, not tinkling. It's not It's not a tinky look. Oh. It's more of a... Spit That's almost worse. <laughs> okay. He's, like, spitting on people. Well... It's, he says um, to you, this fountain was uh, created five years ago when El Supremo changed his name to El Supremo and had it commissioned by a local artist. It's magnificent, see? I have never seen 
a fountain like it. Ever. You never will. The the body language of the El Supremo statue, is it more like like okay, I'm I'm angrily spitting on the peasants or is it like, hey, I'm delivering the blessed water to the peasants? He doesn't look angry, but he doesn't look like he's delivering blessings. Okay, it's not it's so it's not a benevolence like I am a good guy. <laughs> oh no. Okay. And down below that is uh, you know, just this this basin that catches the water and then it goes through again and all this stuff. Massive chandelier over the top of it. Lit lights this whole room. It's tiled beautifully. Um, there's a few doorways off to the sides. Uh, but he says, he waits for you in the dining room. This way, please. And starts walking you back through the halls. And that's where we'll end it for tonight. So we are going to meet El Supremo, find out exactly what's happening here, why he summoned everybody up to the Castile after their uh, their day tracking down Annika and finding out that they've made some decent money on the spices. Haven't bought anything to put in the holds to take back to Europe, to Thea yet, but I'm sure we can get into that uh, should this be a successful meeting. But uh, we'll find out about that next time. So, crew, thank you so much. We'll see each other again uh, next time. And from all of us here at the Bardic College, good night. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of the Seraphim. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you would be interested in helping us continue to bring these adventures to you, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege to gain access to our solo adventures, interviews with the writer and casts, and advanced news about our appearances at conventions. You can also follow us on Facebook at the Bardic College page. Until next time, may all your days be filled with fair weather and calm seas.